Midnight Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome Raza Tau Tau Haramanuba, um, Rastafarian United Front President. Rastafarian United Front is a civil, cultural and faith rights organization of Rastafari. Thank you very much, uh, Raza Tau Tau, for joining us this uh, evening. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Patricia and the listeners of uh, SAFM. I greet you all in the name of our God and King. Rastafari Emperor Haile Selassie the first and Her Majesty Empress Menenai Rastafari. So let's uh, go back into the historical archives Raz, around uh, the death of uh, Bob Marley. What we knew before conspiracy theories started to emerge. Well, it has always been a, a suspicion, a nagging suspicion within Rastafari community at home and abroad, within the Rastafari circle, that Bob Marley was assassinated, uh, considering uh, what happened in the 70s, 60s, even in the 80s with the killing of Peter Tosh, anyone who seems to be threatening the status quo, uh, the American interest, colonial interest, imperialism interest, uh, get to be dealt with. So Bob Marley died at the age of 36. He was still very young, very powerful, full of life, have a lot to say to the world, and his untimely death became very suspicious to the Rastafari circles and the Rastafari elders. So we hold on to the idea that he was he was assassinated. So with uh, this, um, you know, initial report that it was cancer that uh, brought him to his demise, um, uh, do you as the Rastafari uh, community dispel this? Well, he, he should be probably the only Rastafari we know who got, who died of cancer and tried to connect cancer with marijuana, uh, cannabis smoking. And we know that cannabis does not contain uh, cancer-causing effects like nicotine. So, therefore, we also understand very well uh, different aspects of war, including biological warfare. So, we always hold on that he was injected with something, probably with that particular cancer, uh, in order to use it as a weapon to kill him. Hmm. All right, so this has been the thought uh, throughout uh, history since he passed on. Now, when there was uh, a a conspiracy theory, so many call it, of uh, an alleged confession by Bill Oxley, who was uh, a CIA agent who was in his deathbed, who then uh, apparently um, admitted to being the one who caused uh, the death of uh, Bob Marley. When this emerged, what was the feel in the Rastafari community? Well, the community felt vindicated that uh, finally someone came out before his death and confessed to the killing of Mali, as we have always suspected that he was killed, he was assassinated. But we did not know who is the assassin and where was the assassin coming from. But then with Bill Oxley coming in and confessing, or that information we have circulating that Bill Oxley confessed to have assassinated Bob Marley by way of uh, putting 
a pin or a nail in the shoes, uh, some all-stars uh, converse, uh, which he gave to him as a gift. And the moment he put his uh, uh, feet in, and then he was striked by this thing, which is consistent with Bob Marley's ailment until his death, because then he had this injured sore uh, toe, which all went on, and they went on to claim that this is basically where cancer entered his body and metastasized until it finally killed him. And and did you try by any means as a community, and I'm not only talking about the South African Rastafarian community, but the global Rastafarian community, to establish whether or not this uh, allegation by Bill Oxley, because um, it's been said to be a conspiracy theory, therefore I say allegation, if it is true or founded? Well, um, we have... We, we, like I say, we have always been suspicious. The community has always been suspicious globally. So him coming in and confessing was more like a confirmation. But I don't really know of an independent research or investigation to which was conducted post his confession to verify facts uh, of his confession. That did he really kill him? Which would be very difficult because when you talk about CIA, you are talking about a top intelligence organization that is dealing with compartmentalized information, uh, disinformation, misinformation, propaganda, denials, and so forth. We see a lot of their movies where they they will show you some of their agents will get disavowed if they divulge some information that seems to compromise the handlers and the masters. So I don't think, outside of a confessed assassin, and probably maybe his handlers or his officers, uh, senior officers coming and confessing or verifying his confession, I don't see how we as a Rastafari community, you know, from the bottom of the ladder, could be able to penetrate that veil we just work with our suspicions, like the man died in a suspicious way, and when the confession came, it was more like it confirmed our long-held suspicion. But uh, we independently, we never, or I don't know of any independent investigation, even about them, uh, even from the Mali family. I don't know if they have undertaken that type of a. Uh, a research or investigation to establish facts around his assassination. Hey, teamers, we are speaking to uh, Rasa Tau Tau uh, Haramanamu uh, Nuba, who's a Rastafarian United Front president. Um, there's, there's been a circulation of an article that goes around um, mentioning uh, Bill Oxley, who was a CIA agent and who then confessed that he... Um, killed Bob Marley. He caused Bob Marley's death. But um, obviously, I want to hear from you as an A-teamer, especially for those who are avid Bob Marley lovers um, and those who also held uh, close the the notion, like what uh, Russ Tau Tau is saying, that his death was very suspicious. His death um, was not one that is ordinary. 
um, but uh, has a theory behind it. Let me know what your thoughts are. You can send a WhatsApp to 0614104107 or SMS41391. Perhaps you are one that says, ah, man, a conspiracy is a conspiracy. Just let it slide. Well, call in as well and let us know on 011-714-2006. Russ, you, you talk about biological warfare. Why would the CIA, if this conspiracy true uh, theory is true, why would the CIA want Bob Marley down? Why would they, what did he say or do that was so imperative that out of, out of all the people who had influence during that time, especially in the music scene, in, in, in the reggae scene, why would they want him specifically down? Bob Marley is practically the most influential Rasta man. And Rastafari is a response to colonialism and slavery. Rastafari is engaging in a war against imperialism. It's one of what they will consider counterculture, the black countercultures. And now, Bob Marley, besides being the most influential Rastaman, I mean, there is no continent you'll go, you find that they don't know Bob Marley. He's so influential that sometimes people think he invented the Rastafari movement and that uh, every Rasta we are aspiring to be like Bob Marley. But Bob Marley, his influence went on to to create a lot of Rastafari. I mean, 31 years ago, when I rise up to the Rastafari consciousness, it was through Bob Marley's music. Uh, that's how influential it is. But Bob Marley, it was just a messenger, a medium who was conveying the fundamental teachings of Rastafari from the Rastafari elders. His uh, special mentor was uh, Motima Plano, who was also a very influential Rasta uh, elder in Jamaica and in the world of Rastafari. But also Bob Marley uh, supported liberation movements. He was there in Zimbabwe in 1980 when Zimbabwe gained independence. He went to sing there. Uh, he had and he was. Uh, funding and supporting several uh, liberation movements in Africa, so which is basically something that uh, to a great extent began to threaten the interest of America and the CIA. And they tried first to shoot him, like there was a shooting in his house in 1976 where they shot his arm and his chest, and uh, I think Rita Mali was also among those who were injured. And then, obviously, that method did not work, and then they had to apply another method, which we know they have different type of methods of killing people. You know, it's either assassination, shooting, bombing, or means of biological warfare, like injecting you with some poison and stuff. I mean, we have studied how they tried more than 600 times to kill Fidel Castro with anything imaginable, even poison, cigars, and so forth. So they are masters in this biological warfare and subtle warfare. So Bob Marley, what he represents, like Rastafara, what he represents, is a threat to imperialism, particularly Western imperialism, which America, whom the CIA is their agency, uh, is in the top of global imperialism global power. Uh, we know even during apartheid, America was supporting uh, the apartheid regime uh, here in South Africa. So America has always been on the side of the oppressive regimes all over the world. So And Bob Marley was on the side of the oppressed and the poor and the marginalized. 
So he will naturally, a figure like that, as influential as he was, and as productive as he was in terms of supporting liberation movements and articulating pan-Africanism. So he will definitely be a target. All right. Um, now at least we have a bit of an understanding. Remember, you can call in there. Let's have this discussion. Let's make it robust. Let's uh, uh, share thoughts. And um, also remember that there's a family here, the Mali family, that lost a father. Not just us as a, a, a music-loving community or the Rastafari community that lost a leader and a great musician, Bob Marley. Uh, 011-714-2006. That's the number you can dial or you can WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. On the line, we've got Atima Vuyiswa. Good evening. Hello. Good evening, Vuyiswa. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? Strong. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Yes, uh, thanks to last time I saw you at Kwanzaa. I hope you are okay. Um, Patricia, yes, I okay. just want to, to, to add. I mean, to, yeah, to weigh in, because for me, I'm a child born in Soero, but due to the system, I was rescued uh, at the age of, I celebrated my ninth birthday in a safe house in Botswana, then I had to grow up in the world of exile. And I think having been a political animal, I'm a political scientist, uh, amongst other qualifications that I, I hold. Um, you know, I've I, I read, so much and appreciate so much about us Africans and uh, you know the powers that be will try by all means to suppress us as forever so as long as one of us can see on the other side you know like Bob Maddie I'm not a Rasta but uh, I'm an African uh, his songs his poems just like Tupac you know just like Martin Luther all of those of our brothers and sisters that were assassinated, you said I was just going through the story of solitude, of Quarota Lop, somewhere in a French island, you know, how she was assassinated. Words are so powerful, very mm. powerful to the extent that the enemy can actually understand the language of power within the African people. So music is one of those, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a communication that uh, only those who have been blessed to see things that others don't see, because you can actually listen to the words of the songs of Bob Marley, and you can see that there was some prophecy, you know, in, in them. And there's nowhere the CIA won't actually attack such a person, because they are planted all over, and they make sure that those who see the light are permanently, you know, removed from the surface of the earth so that they don't help others to to rise from subconscious mind into consciousness. Because that's what we need. So I, I did believe it from day one they said it. I said, yes, he was a threat. You know, when you're a threat to the system, they push you out. Not out to, just out. They make sure that you, you don't survive anymore. There's a lot of attempts, you know, but because the media politicians will actually judge it because conspiracy, conspiracy theories or whatever people call it, is the truth. And then it, 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 it gets leveled as a conspiracy theory. 
Well, thank you very much, Riswa, for weighing in. We hear you loud and clearly. I'm moving now to A-teamer Robert. Good evening, Robert. Hi, how are you? Strong, how are you? Very good. Uh, I'd like to comment on the issue of, uh, of Pope Malistete. You see, sometimes uh, I was watching a documentary done by another guy. I think he's a Jamaican guy. He was narrating how Pope Mali died. And, uh, and uh, why they had to kill him, why they had to take him out from there. Pope Mali was so in- influential to an extent that, uh, you know, I don't know, you know how influential Mandela was? I can put him to that level during his, uh, his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And another thing is uh, his head. You know, when people don't want other people to succeed, always they always want to see people keep them in, in darkness, not to know the truth, because Bob Malo is saying the truth. And Americans didn't want the public to know the truth. You see? And even people today, they'll be surprised today to know Bob Malo was Oh, we've lost Robert there. Um, but uh, Raz Tao Tao, please come in and uh, and weigh in on the comments that our A-teamers have given. Yes, uh, give thanks. Actually, uh, the two, Osis Vuiswa and, and the brother, they're on point. You know, Bob Mali at one time, even now he's still popular like Mandela, if you wish. Like I say, there is no continent you go, you don't find Bob Mali. Uh, I had the uh, for, fortune of traveling to four continents, or been to four continents, which is Africa, South America, the Caribbean, and Central America. And I found that his popularity is everywhere. You go, even in Africa, yeah, you go to Kenya, you'll get all those Matatu, those uh, Kumbi, uh, Texas. His, his image is all over the place. But even before we begin our conversation, you played... Uh, one of Bob Marley's songs, Rat Race. And there's a line where he say, Rasta don't work for no CIA. Now, you see, words like that become problematic to uh, our defensive, arrogant, erstwhile oppressors who believe that uh, they need to just subdue everyone. So uh, the two uh, callers, uh, they are on point in, in many respects. Uh, of what they have stated in terms of their observation. As this voice has said about, um, uh, we have seen the pattern with people like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. You, you trace the blood, you know, you, you follow the trail of blood. It always leads to the same assassins. Patrice Lumumba, killed by the CIA. You, you go on and on and on. The list is endless. And, and they're doing it with impunity. And Look, even in Africa here, if we can just shift the focus a little bit to the former president of Tanzania, Makufuli, you know, you're going to find that this death wasn't just natural death. You know, there's some secret organization, assassin organization that have ability to assassinate. And they do it and life go on and we go on like there's nothing happened. You know, we had a top conscious man who was teaching us how to live healthy and eat healthily, Dr. Sebi. They took him out, and and nothing happened, you know, not even a barricading of the street or what. And and it's like like even becoming more and more docile. You know, whenever they check out one of our own, yeah, we just cry in our little corners, and then life continues. But this is a problem with Africa. Right? Most of our people, 
their life is cheap. It's not when they say black black life matter, it begins from the presidents to the ordinary men on the street. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, our life has proven to be uh, not so cheap, uh, not so not uh, not so uh, wealthy. It's so cheap. If you do statistical count, you find from 1960, with the assassination of the first president to be assassinated, Silvanus Olympios of Togo, until now, you got about 27 or to 30 African presidents who were just killed, assassinated like that, and doesn't even cost so much commotion, and then we pass on. So we have made it a normality. We just suffer in our corners and sing and, and cry, as Bob Mali say, how long shall they kill our prophets while we stand aside and just watch and keep on saying we just have to fulfill the book? Hmm. You know, it's like it's a prophecy, but there's no such a prophecy. It's a, it's a level of powerlessness because, again, these are workings within white supremacy racism. But white supremacy is a power structure, and uh, which is ability to exercise your power and we don't have even a black state. Our states in Africa themselves are shadows of our colonial states, and hence they do as they wish and kill whoever they want. And so it wouldn't be far-fetched that Bob Malo was assassinated. Let's go to some of our A-teamers' voice notes and hear their views. Good evening, Pat Patricia and your guest there. My name is Ntembile from Mzimkulu. I would like to ask your guest there, uh, what kind of like, uh, what made them to suspect that uh, uh, Bob Malo was assassinated? What like triggered that? Like, uh, why were they so sure that uh, Bob Malo was assassinated? Beside the fact that, of course, they they reckoned that uh, uh, marijuana cannot cause cancer and all that, but they. There, there are some other factors maybe which could have caused him cancer. Please respond, uh, Raz. Um, there have been several... Thank you for the question. Um, there have been several assassination attempts on Bob Mali's life before the actual taking him out uh, with uh, what will then be called cancer. Uh, so there were a series of events that led to his assassination that make uh, the Rastafari community, the elders, and, uh, and, and the reggae community to hold the view that he, he just did not die. I mean, Bob Mali, he was smoking ganja like the rest of us. We smoke ganja. I've been smoking ganja for the past 32, 32 years this year, and I don't have any sickness or any development towards cancer. So to come and say Bob Mali was killed by cancer because he was a Dacha smoker, nah, it's not like that. So, and we all know now with more and more facts coming in, that is why today cannabis is decriminalized in South Africa. Uh, there are a lot of thriving medical marijuana uh, uh, groups in this country. Uh, we are founding more and more medicinal aspects to ganja than uh, death-causing effects of it that you will say yeah but there is this substance within cannabis that causes cancer so we know that he couldn't have been he couldn't have died of smoking ganja or he couldn't have developed cancer from smoking ganja he definitely was 
given this cancer was injected as a way of executing him, and which now, from our suspicions, in 1981 when he died, to uh, two years, three years back when Mr. Bill Oxley made his confession, we started to see this confession, I think it was 2019 when I first saw it uh, going uh, making rounds, mm. that he, he was killed. So it becomes a confirmation that, yes, he did not die of marijuana, he had a killer, and we had a, we have a name of that killer, and we have the agency of that killer. So why would we continue suspecting that uh, it's cancer when the killer said, I injected him with a cancer, uh, a, a spiked male? Hmm. All right, let's go to the next voice note. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Uh, the only sad thing is that it has taken so long to realize that uh, C-Line, Bob Marley, was killed. I'm very disappointed with the whole uh, fraternity for being uh, quiet about this. But anyway, uh, what's done is done. We're still under slavery of the mind. Bill Oposo from M. Kambatini can be down. Ja, Rastafa. Good evening, SAFM. It's Kanye and Kathleen. You know, hearing that um, the CIA is allegedly involved in in Bob Marley's in Bob Marley's assassination or death is not very far fetched. If you think of the CIA, they've plotted regime change in 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 in, in sovereign countries and. They've plotted the assassination of world leaders they do not agree with or people they deem as threats. So I think it's plausible that the CIA could have been involved in in Mr. Bob Marley's death. Great show. Thank you. It's Guy and Gatlong. Those are the messages that we have received so far via voice note. Uh, Russ, uh, please uh, do uh, come in and uh, give us your thoughts on them. Are you still there, Astauta? Yes, yes, I'm still here. Sorry. Um, well, I'd like to respond to the gentleman who say he's disappointed by our fraternity uh, for taking long to realize. But I've said that there's been a nagging suspicions from his death in 1981. It has not taken us long. But remember here, you are dealing with people who don't necessarily have the power of the media to influence. But within the Rastafari circle, probably every second Rastafari and even ardent reggae uh, listeners and so forth, there's always been that uh, uh, suspicion that he was killed. It's only that uh, the method of his killing became graphic uh, and detailed when this Mr. Oxley confessed to killing Bob Marley. But it has always been there. We have always known about it. We might not have made uh, or opened uh, some inquest and investigation. There are a lot of people whom we know that they were killed. Samora Machel, you can only investigate up to so far, you know, according to your abilities, or you can hold an, uh, a suspicion. You can hold on to the, this idea, uh, this uh, knowledge that this man was killed based on what what he stood for what he represented and 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 what the the establishment 
saw in him and to declare him a threat to be taken out. We, we know that uh, we are living in the world where possession of the truth is the most dangerous thing. You know, yet we know that the truth is not a sin. The truth can be an offense to men, but it's not a sin to God. So men will continue to hold on to the truth at, at whatever cost. When they're going to kill them for holding on to the truth, they will just hold on to the truth. Although we know the dangerous thing. So we have always held on to the truth that um, he was killed. And then, like I said, the, the moment of confession just became a moment of vindic- uh, vindication, uh, vindication for the Rastafari community. Mm. Let me read uh, some messages here. Uh, this one from Lord Mzwa in Delft, who says, um, Hello, Ospet, and ahoy to our Jaman guest and to my fellow A listeners. Uh, this so-called conspiracy theory could be true. It makes sense. They killed m- many political, my political father, Mangaliso, Robert Sobukwe through biological warfare and we are told he was killed by cancer. Another message here um, and you responded to this one says hello Patricia this is uh, Lonwabo in East uh, London. This article you're talking about I saw it on social media about three years ago but I would like to know why the RAS community is only talking about it today and you, you've, you've addressed that one right you've addressed it that yes. you don't have the media platforms to always address such issues but it's something that uh, you have been speaking about within the community of the Rastafari. As we close off our discussion, Raz Tau Tau, what can we take from uh, this? Um, and I, I will continue to say cons- conspiracy theory because it has not been proven. But what can we take from it um, as as Africans, as um, especially when we look at those who are influential in destabilizing the status quo? How can we keep ourselves safe? How can we ensure that uh, we speak truth to power without fear of being killed or being preju- um, you know, um, negatively impacted by speaking truth to power, whether it's via music, via our religious expressions, and this and so on. Well, um, what it is bringing to our attention is that we Africans are endangered species, uh, where by there is legal respect to our life. And this is proven by history. At one time, we used to be captured like animals, packed in ships like sardines and shipped away to be made slaves without any regard of family structure. They'll take the father and sell him in America, the mother they sell her in the Caribbean, and the children they sell them in, in England or in Europe. So our life has always been cheap. And that is part of the cost of our struggle, that our total liberation will come at the greatest cost. We are not liberated yet. We are going through different stages of deception, freedom, independence, all of this, but we are not liberated. And all those stages we are going through and we have gone through, they are followed by a long trail of dead martyrs. Uh, the, the call, uh, the, one of the callers just mentioned uh, Father Mangaliso Sobukwe, Robert Sobukwe of the PAC, how uh, he was also isolated in Robben Island. He was kept alone. I visited Robben Island. I saw the house he was kept in. He was isolated from the rest of the prisoners. And because he was considered the most dangerous man, that apartheid regime have to uh, legislate a law for him to keep him in jail every year called uh, uh, the, 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 the Sobukwe laws. They had to always make laws every year 
to just keep him there. He's the only person like that. He never had a Mandela clause to just lock up Mandela alone. They were just uh, under either suppression of Communism Act, Internal Security Act, uh, treason trials, and so forth. But you had this particular individual who was the most influential individual and addressing the most important issues to the Africans, like the issue of land. Because Sobukwe came with a PSC which speaks for land, fundamentally and the rights of the Africans. So once you're always going to have leaders who come up and try to give us or fight for our total liberation and uh, and our liberation of our mind, body, and soul in its own totality, they get to be dealt with. And that itself is the cost of our liberation. There is no way that we will keep ourselves safe effectively. Presidents are supposed to be the most protected, but they get taken out. You know, with all their 87 bodyguards and so forth, they get taken out all the time. We have seen uh, Africa has lost more president than any continent through assassination. Now you have leaders, political leaders taken out, uh, activists taken out. So it is the cost that goes together with our liberation. There is no way uh, that we are going to fight for our liberation without supreme sacrifice. These are the supreme sacrifices that accompany our struggle for total liberation. We are going to lose many people as we have lost many people until we finally achieve that victory. So it is just like that. It is given. We are dealing with a militarized oppressive system that uh, use all type of force. So uh, and all type of uh, warfare, biological warfare, um, uh, military warfare, uh, genetic, you know, genocide, mentocide, nutricide, poison in the food, and so forth. So this is going to be part of us until we completely, as Rastafari we say, until Babylon go down, and as Peter Tosh will say, until the dollar die. Then we will be at a point when we Africans we don't have any more threats. We don't have people who want our continent without paying for it. We don't have people who want our resources without paying for them. We don't want people who want our human resources, who want our women and want to go and traffic them and so forth without paying for them. Once we are free from all of these things, then we'll be freed from all these type of assassinations and everything. As long as we are still in the battlefield and we're in the struggle, what we should take with us as African people is that we are on the battlefield and we are the only race who forget that we are on the battlefield and we tend to turn the battlefield into a play field. We are at war at all times and in all different levels of war. Misinformation, disinformation, uh, genocide, mentocide, nutricide, all forms. We are at war and we must just be battle ready. Thank you very much for joining us, Raz. It's uh, been a great pleasure having this discussion with you openly and honestly. Thank you for having us uh, with the listeners of SAFM. Uh, It is always a great pleasure to every now and then also give the voice of the Rastafari a platform and liberate all the voices of the people of South Africa. Thank you. Thank you so much. Late Night Conversations. 